0: What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. This is about to be your favorite sports show of the day. Huge news on an NFL Monday. That is Dave Hellman, the one and only Joy Taylor. I am Emmanuel Acho. This is Philadelphia Eagles all-time rushing leader, LaShawn Shady McCoy. Now, we got to kick things off because everybody was watching America's team play last night. If you weren't, I'll get you updated. It was a blowout, a spanking, a whooping, a molly whopping. The CCD Lamb right there scoring a touchdown. That gets the Cowboys the first points on the board, and they rolled right after that. Quarterback Dak Prescott got three touchdown passes, and they rushed for four more. On the other side, defense forced five turnovers. It was a beatdown. Bring me on camera. We got to talk about it. Uh, This beating told me so much about the Dallas Cowboys. It told me this, number one, I will reiterate, I don't think the Cowboys need Odell Beckham. I'm just gonna stick to that. If you can put 54 points on a team, regardless of the team, I don't know why you think you need help. Number two, not only did the Cowboys put up 54 this week, they put up 49 three weeks ago. Keep in mind, America, the Cowboys have the most points scored in a game and the second most points scored in a game, and they've done that within the last four weeks. Not only that, it's not just that they beat the Colts, it's how they beat the Colts, dominant fashion. Forcing turnovers, scoring on offense, a good enough run game, an efficient enough passing game. I think the Dallas Cowboys are everything they hoped they would be and could be. For that reason, this win means a whole lot to me. But, LaShawn McCoy, you played several games against the Cowboys. You know the Cowboys well. He
1: knows that. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I remember uh, him, too. Once yeah. the Cowboys win something or nothing, big dog? It's funny. You're talking about the Cowboys looking good in that green. My dog. Eagle green, that is. No so, when I watch the game, Cowboys blue? No. Oh, 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 oh. I was like, Cowboys blue? What blue? Is you it? see the blue in the dark and the, what the black? What blue is it? <clears throat> nah, come on Cowboys wear like three types of blue, <clears throat> so there's are so, no telling.
0: Something <laughs> or nothing.
1: So, <laughs> the, so the question that you asked. Yes, sir. The real question that is, <laughs> what did I learn from this game? Nothing. This, this, this wouldn't mean nothing to me. Struggling team. Coach, they just hired off the set. Eagles wanted me to come play or uh, be the head coach. I'll come do it. He did the same thing. I mean, that just, it, it didn't show me nothing. Your home game, you should win that game. Um, but one thing it did show me, though, I will say this, is that CeeDee Lamb, he's number one. Okay. A lot of questions, I, I think he really is. Turning five-yard passes to 20-yard touchdowns, <laughs> right? Making a, a, a game-managing quarterback look pretty good. Yeah, that's all I learned. Oh, and the last thing is that they hyping the game up for Christmas Eve when them boys see my green boys in green. Eagles, Cowboys, Christmas yeah. Eve, we will get there yeah. eventually. Because you already know how that's going to go,
2: right, Dave? You wake up early chitty, chitty, in the bang morning bang. to hate this hard. I, I keep it real. <laughs> Does it take extra effort? Come on, man. I wake up like this. This is the indie team that just pushed the Eagles to the very brink. <laughs> 17-16. <laughs> Loss. Against that coach yeah, who's Loss. never done this before. Loss. 17-16, one point. Something or nothing, Dave. Where you at? It's absolutely something. And here's the funny thing. It's something because the Cowboys didn't even play that well. This game was 21-19 Dallas with 3.53 to play in the third quarter. It was kind of up and down. Dak Prescott had a turnover. The defense was struggling a little bit with Jonathan Taylor. Colts were using quick game and screens to take advantage of their aggressiveness. Sitting there thinking, like, this is what I thought might happen. The Cowboys (laughs) might have a letdown on national TV. And then I blinked, and they had scored 33 points in the fourth quarter. Have, Have you ever seen that happen in the NFL? This isn't college. This isn't... Bama where the five stars are like, ooh, let me, ooh, all right, let me, let me loosen up. We're, we're not playing very well. That's fine. That happens stars. against Panera State, like Joey likes to say. This is the NFL, and the Cowboys were like, nope, we're, we're done. We're scoring 33 points. It's 54 to 19 in the blink of an eye. Touchdown. Fumble recovery for a touchdown. Another interception. Take that in for a touchdown. Take the next one in for a touchdown. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it, and I, I don't want to get carried away I don't think the Colts are that good of a team. You shouldn't be able to do that to an NFL team. You just shouldn't. So, yes, for them to play a decent game – and win 54-19, to 19, it says that they are on a very short list of contenders.
3: We'll
0: get back to that list of contenders shortly. But, Joy, I want to hear from you. Something or nothing that win.
3: I mean, I, I've heard that the Colts were well-coached. It was like storybook ending after one game won. And that's a, that should be a really great win for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. according to all that. All right, let's, let's be serious. Let's stop being petty for a second. They're a talented team that is not having a good season, and they are not well-coached. That's the Colts, Right. Regardless, they still play hard. They still have Jonathan Taylor. The they've field. still they've still pushed teams and still have wins this season. You should not be able to do that to an NFL team, like Dave just said. That was staggering. Now I don't want to get carried away. I am I am I am sober from Cowboys juice for quite some time now. I feel good. Body's loose. I got the bags aren't under my eyes. I'm feeling good. So I'm going to fight. The urge, but I have to say something nice about the Cowboys. Yeah. I still feel like I'm going to be convinced about the Cowboys in the postseason, but that is just a lot of points. That's crazy in one like in one quarter. That's crazy, Shady. That's a lot of points. Uh, is it crazy? And they did that while it's, not playing you know well. What it is, though? It's not
1: that crazy because that team gave him all that. He just talked about how it was a close game.
3: But right? don't you don't you got to go take it
2: like no. call it a takeaway?
0: You, 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 you think they
1: take the ball away from them? You team. think they they. Huh? Fumbled it. The dude had a first down on the screen. First down, then he fumbled it. But oh, he did he return. He returns it. Next drive, they throw him up an easy pick. True. It's like they gave him that game. That's, that's not thing. like it was a you, hard You
0: know, you know Matt Ryan, I believe, making $28 million this year. Many say he's a fringe hall of fame player. I believe Look he's a former ball. NFL MVP. He's not just sorry. Cowboys gotta go take that. They went and took that ball.
1: You think that for the two picks that the that, that America just seen, one was behind him. The other one he just floated. Like, if the Cow was wearing this and really just dominated them, I would give him that. But that's not domination. They gave him that, though. And then real quick, when you, when you get a fumble recovery yep. for a touchdown, right, then you come out and throw him a pick. Because you get the ball to 20 or yep. 25. Then you throw a pick, you on the other side. At the worst, you don't get a field goal. But
0: if that's not domination, 2-5, what is, big dog? You got to be objective, man. What be, is?
1: You know, the problem is people want to read stats. And, oh, this is what it is. No, let's just really watch that. Like, if I'm really watching that game, they really just gave him that
2: game. Cowboys ain't gonna just take it. They gave it to him. I've watched a lot of NFL football games, and five takeaway performances by an NFL defense don't come around very often. When you take it from the other team, five different Come times, on now. You never played, it real quick, in a league. Now
1: league is hard. Yeah. I, I get it. You ain't there play a team, they don't want to play no more. That's, I've seen teams. That's quit. True. That's true. Quit.
0: Like, they don't want to play. I think the Colts quit. Michael Parsons tweeted about it. He literally oh. tweeted and said, like, we made them boys stop playing. I, I have seen that before. When man. you go
2: from being down by two, be like, oh, we're in this against the Cowboys. We got it. And then you literally blink and it's 35 to 19. What are you supposed to do? I'd probably quit too. That's how quickly there. they went from like, mm, this isn't going very well to we are beating your ass. but I don't think I've ever seen a <laughs> switch like that.
3: But, but what is impressive about it to me is that the, the Cowboys defense has that capability. Like they can wow. do that. I don't think the offense played that well. I don't think Dak was really that inspiring yesterday. But if your defense is that, but if your defense is that good, like you could be anybody. That's even if the even if the Colts scored once in the fourth quarter, they were still getting whooped on. Mm.
1: So y- y'all gonna just dismiss them double moves, touchdowns, getting mossed on the end zone. We're not gonna talk about them plays from the, from from the Colts that really
2: happened. It's happened twice. So well, Diggs, all, like all I'm all saying,
1: year. so when, when you when you actually compete against them, you can make plays. You can make plays. You can see plays like that. But when you give them stuff, you give them turnover fumbles, and you throw it to the defense. Like I can't believe patch on the back. So you did a great job. Because I seen you get beat on a double on a, on a double move. You supposed to be number one uh, quarterback. I got a question. I've seen you. it. I got a question for you.
0: Because e- Jalen Hurts gonna put dimes on him. play Brown, boom. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> we saw it's the Green. The you gotta, it's the Green. It's the, the best green. team in football. Play the Indianapolis Colts. It wasn't Indy. Okay, right. It wasn't Indy. Away, away game. And right. for whatever reason, we can call it coincidence. Uh-huh, we can say the uh-huh. Cowboys had nothing to do with okay, it for the sake okay. of this conversation. Okay. The Colts lost by one point. For whatever reason, whatever the reason. Eagles did not make the Colts quit. Okay. Like the Cowboys, figuratively speaking, made the Colts quit. Right. Don't you have to give the Cowboys some sort of credit? for doing what even the great Philadelphia Eagles could not do. Well, two things.
1: The first thing is we softened them up for them, right? That's the first
0: thing. But <laughs> well, okay, on a serious note,
1: you can, have, you can have bad games. Because we, we can say this. Uh, we just had the Titans at home, right? they They not no bums. Not they enough. didn't have no coach that just got the, 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 the hot seat and just wanted to be a coach because he knew the owner. Ray was a, a real coach. That's real. And they got a real running back. And, and, and Derrick Henry. And what do we do to them boys? Now, that's a beating. That's a real make them quit beating. Be the real good team, number one in a division. Not the bums of the division.
3: Let's keep it real. No, Shady, I agree with you. The Eagles win to me was the best win of the entire football Uh, weekend. And uh, we're probably not going to talk about it a lot, but it was by far the best. Most convincing win, and and the most impactful, because I know the Niners fans are waiting for me to apologize, and we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Don't worry. But the Eagles are still intact, and the Niners are not. So moving forward, that win to me from the Eagles, I'm with you. Was 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 that's way better than any other win this weekend. But I still have to give the Cowboys credit because while while they did make, while they did feel like they quit. I, the, I feel like the Cowboys made them quit. Mm-hmm. Like the way that the Cowboys played you mean
1: defense. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Anything on anything on offense? Anything from our offense? The but, quarterback? Anything from him?
3: But what's what's scary to me is that they don't have to play like that. Like the Colts have talent, and they played well through three quarters. I, I, it's not like it was a blowout halftime, and they're just putting up garbage time points. What
1: talent y'all see that the Colts got? I'm curious. Y'all keep
2: saying Pittman it. Pippen and JT. Who? Pippen and JT. <laughs> Pippen's okay. I mean, they got – talking about just their no, entire – No, their defense I mean, is bad. either. Forrest Buckner is a hell of a player. He just got yeah. back, right? He just got, got back. Like a good, they have a good, solid defense. Right. They've been good all year. Okay.
1: Well, I don't sell the talent. I see a good running back, an old quarterback, his time is done.
0: Right? It happens. I agree with you there. we the right? talent. If it, you're in, talking about – like, if, if the Colts still had Leonard – Playing out uh, I think goes by Shaq. Right, like, if yeah. they still had Leonard, then I could could maybe make an argument. I don't believe the Colts are that talented, I but I do think they play hard. And the Cowboys took away the one thing the Colts do best, which is play hard. At a
2: minimum, we have to acknowledge I, I'll that. Give you that. I'll give you that. Final you that. thought, Dave. I just, the difference between me and Shady is, like, I'm, I'm not going to hate. The big difference. It. I'm not going to hate. The <laughs> Eagles played great. Jalen Hurts probably had his best game as a passer. Titans took the run game away, and it didn't matter. The Eagles are a good team. I'm not going to try to convince anybody otherwise. I don't know why Shady's got to be so mean. Well, speaking of <laughs> points in a quarter. <laughs> Thirty-three now, points in a quarter? Now, now I'm a bully. You now, are, you're now you're telling America I'm a, you, I'm a bully.
1: That's what he said. I'm done with this oh, guy, man. He called <laughs> you a mean guy.
0: He called you a mean guy. Well, we just getting started here, family. Coming up, we got to talk about the sports topic everybody and their mama is talking about. Deion Sanders, time, time, leaving Jackson State, going to Colorado. But this move has shaken up the sports world. When we come back, we'll weigh in on it. That's next. Peace. Now you're. Deion Sanders, a.k.a. Primetime, introduced as a new head coach at Colorado yesterday. Now, the NFL Hall of Famer went 27-5 in his three seasons at Jackson State. He was a perfect 12-0 and 0 this season, but that does not tell the whole story. Come on in, family, come on in, come on in. It's time to get real. Deion Sanders, 12-0 at Jackson State. His son Chador is the quarterback. They were balling. problem. Deion has now chosen to leave Jackson State and go to Colorado. It's really shaking up the sports world. We'll dive into all the nuances of it, but firstly, Dave Hellman, you chime in very quickly. What is your issue, or do you have an issue with Deion Sanders leaving for Colorado?
2: I don't have an issue at all. This is this is honestly low-key incredible. Like, when, when Deion Sanders announced that he was going to coach Jackson State, it was this big story. Everybody, you know, how, how's it going to go? How's he going to be as a coach? He was so good. It's rare to jump from FCS to to FBS at any level. And, I, like, Colorado's been down, but this is a Power 5 program. He's the first HBU head coach so to you, get a Power 5 program. Head coaching job like that is that's unprecedented. That's historical. Uh, So I know there's a lot of nuance to it. I know there's a deeper conversation there. But to make to be so successful that you can make that type of jump, and honestly, with Dion's name power, I honestly I thought he could have gotten a better job because again, Colorado has been one of the worst programs in the country this year and for most of the last two decades. So it speaks to his name brand, and the success that he's had that he was able to make a jump like this. I think it's incredible.
0: Well, Dave led to it, so let's just be real about this conversation. There are a lot of nuances that more so appeal to upbringings. Joy, Shady, myself may have experienced, family members may have experienced. Some people saying Deion Sanders is a sellout for abandoning leaving Jackson State and going to Colorado. Joy, I want to come to you next. What are your thoughts on Dion leaving? What are your thoughts on people calling him a sellout? What's your overall opinion on the situation?
3: I'm really happy for Deion Sanders. Congratulations on the success that you had at Jackson State, which was unprecedented, and getting a job at Colorado, which is unprecedented. An HBCU coach has never gone to that level. And I'm very confused overall at what the outrage is about. Now, I understand I didn't go to an HBCU, so I understand uh, the pride of going to an HBCU and what that emotes. And I certainly understand anybody who goes to Jackson State or is a Jackson State alum who's upset, similar to when Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma. I don't think it's reasonable to be mad at Lincoln Riley. But I get Oklahoma fans not liking Lincoln Riley and so on and so forth. We see this with jobs, with college jobs and professional jobs all the time because you're a fan and you care. That's understandable. If you aren't a Jackson State alum, however, I'm really confused because Dion went there, elevated the program, brought attention to the program, brought in students, got college game days there, dedicated himself to building this program and had actual quantifiable success. Deion Sanders was in the hospital having toes amputated and was out on the sideline, in recovery on the sideline at games. You telling me this man wasn't dedicated to the school? He was using the school? He was giving money back to the school? I don't understand why it is a bad thing to, get, to move on to another place. Because what's happened now through all this conversation is Dion was leaving this job a great job. Mm. This was a job that someone could come to and build, put their own stamp on it. Clearly, ha- you can have success there because he's shown that you can. Now, it's not a good job because if you take that job, you got to stay there forever or you're a sellout. Mm. So if you're not Deion Sanders, how do you have the reputation to go there as an aspirational person to ever want to move on to somewhere else? So what was a good job is now not a good job.
1: 2-5, mm. chime in. Yeah, um, I love this job move, right? And I'm, I love prime time, so I'm going to call him Coach Prime, right? <clears throat> the problem is, like, everybody's making a big issue out of it, but this is what every coach goes to. This is college football. Yes. This is, I think the difference is, like, the big name and where he went. The HBCU, like, I, I, don't, I know nothing about that until he went there That I learned about it. In high school, I was a top recruit. <laughs> I'm talking about Pete Carroll. This is when Pete Carroll had Reggie Bush from Reggie Bush to Reggie Bush come to my high school. We want to talk to LaShawn McCoy. Meeting with him, you know, et cetera, et cetera. My parents coming in to talk to him at school. I, I know, I, I didn't know anything about a, a HBCU College to come talk to me. I wouldn't even know what that even is. Right? So now I catch myself on Saturdays. I'm tuning in. Coach Prime is there. He's, he's making this big thing. It's all the awareness, the attention. Come on. College game day, right, is the biggest thing for college football. They're there promoting the school, et cetera. So – and I'm used to seeing them against, like, Ohio State and Michigan's, And, I, and I'll say this, because I won't get, get deep on it, because it, it hurt me because to see a lot of my people, my black people talking about prom. It's like, prom is here. He's for everybody. Like, he want everybody to do well. And the thing is, okay, you, you look at, I'm going to say, the schools like the, I went to Pittsburgh. You got Penn State and all that, et cetera. They, they promote these schools, so you want to go there. Oh, I'll, I want to be the next Larry Fitzgerald. I want to yep. be the next Dan Marino, Whoever it is. Adrian Peterson, you go to Oklahoma. So my thing is now, Prime has did that, that same thing. Of, of you Now you go to the NFL at HBCU and become some. Them same um, um, recruiters and, and NFL scouts that was going to this, the games, maybe Prime brought it out there. Those kids are still there. So we're going to go get them kids. We're still recruiting. Just because Prime is not there, still have some scouts. So
0: I love, of course, Prime is doing. It's a promotion he should do well George, Let job. me come back to you with this, though, because what about the fact that in the NBA, many people say wherever LeBron leaves, when LeBron leaves a location, the Cleveland Cavaliers the second time around, the Miami Heat, if he were to leave <coughs> Los Angeles, he hemorrhages the program to some degree. He hemorrhages the NBA organization. As I'm looking right now online, I see an offensive tackle has decommitted, a three-star recruit from Jackson State following the news, a four-star player has decommitted from Jackson State following the news. What about the fact that Deion Sanders might be doing the program more harm in the long term by now hemorrhaging the program's recruits, taking coaches with them, taking the quarterback with them, et cetera. That's
3: college football. That's sports. You you think the Miami Heat care that LeBron left and they were bad for a couple years? (laughs) They do not care. They went to four straight finals. We won two chips. I rode in a parade. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for coming to Miami, which, by the way, had a championship before and have been back in the Eastern Conference finals and are competitive again. If you're a well-run program, you bounce back. What do you mean? Everything that he did for that organization? Yeah. Anyone who walks on a – let me be very clear, because sometimes people just forget who Prime is. He's one of the most famous football players of all time. He's one of the most famous athletes of all time. Yes, he is. Let's, let's, go, let's go back in time, shall we? Just to remind everyone who he is. If you walk on a field today in the NFL and have any swag, if you got a chain on, if you're talking, that is where you got it from. Mm-hmm. Dion Sanders <laughs> – Set the. Look, he, up, look at Leon my boy. Oh, made The culture. Icon, Icon. It's not even enough. Okay. <laughs> this this man timeless. Like this man is timeless. He made the culture. How is he, why is it bad for him to benefit from his own culture? This is what I don't understand. Prime is prime is prime is prime. You get an authentic person all the time. There's no confusion as to what he is or who he is or what he represents or what he's done. I don't understand. The, the, the vitriol for someone, uh, not someone, aside from all that, a grown-ass man making a decision for his own career. Okay, let me try to chime in with some of the thoughts that I've heard representing
0: another side. Um, let's talk big-scale college football, the biggest of scales. University of Southern California, Lincoln Riley was their coach this year. Lincoln Riley came from the University of Oklahoma. Oklahoma had gone to six straight Big 12 championship games under Lincoln Riley along with Bob Stoops. Lincoln Riley leaves Oklahoma, takes a quarterback with him, takes star, uh, stakes a strength coach with him, takes a deep coordinator with him, takes all those pieces from Oklahoma, goes to SC. USC has its best year in the last 10, 15 years. Oklahoma has its worst year in the last 20. I think if That same parallel follows Deion Sanders and Jackson State. Then the question is, did Deion Sanders end up hurting Jackson State more than he helped? Because when you look at the University of Oklahoma, if there is going to be some sort of parallel, remember, Deion's taking the quarterback and other recruits have decommitted. If he sets Jackson State back, does that end up doing more long-term damage?
3: This, this This is how the business works. This is the business. This is not a volunteer service. This is a business. Hello? This is how it works. You just described what happened with Oklahoma and USC, that is not an isolated situation. That happens anytime time a coach leaves. Any time a coach leaves, that's what happens. Recruits change, they get in the portal, people decommit. That's how this okay, works. L- let, me a-
0: let me ask you the
3: question that most people won't ask on air. Should Dion
0: be more sensitive to it? I'll ask both Shady and Joy. Should Dion be more sensitive to leaving and potentially hemorrhaging a program given the fact that he's leaving a historically black college and university and hemorrhaging that black program going to a PWI, predominantly white institution? Should he be more sensitive to it?
3: Yes, probably. Was- but that, that, that goes back to my original <laughs> point that anyone who takes this job can never leave. Because if you take, if you take another job as an aspirational person, do you have aspirations to do anything else in college sports. If you take another job that's not another HBCU job, then you're a sellout. Yep.
1: When you say sensitive, as, as far as what? Like, his deli- like what?
0: Sensitive meaning Brian Kelly can leave Notre Dame and go to LSU because at the end of the day, Notre Dame going to be I. Okay. Lincoln Riley can leave. Brian o- Kelly came from a, a D2 school, first of all. Right. First. And, and, and kept climbing. Of course. Okay. I'm saying going to be all right in the sense of Notre Dame will forever have resources. Right. Lincoln Riley can leave Oklahoma. And go to USC because Oklahoma, at the end of the day, okay. they're going to be get, all right. right. But, Dion, if you leave Jackson State, you know Jackson State isn't going to have the same mattress to lie on as Oklahoma so or Notre can, Dame. Can, can,
1: can we get away from the, 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 the school? And let's look at the whole picture, though, of, of all the, the black colleges, HBCU uh, mm-hmm. HBC, uh, teams in general. Like He, he put attention to that. We keep talking about this to one school. There's a lot of schools I can name. The coach leaves, the, 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 the team's bad for a couple of years, yeah. then they get good again. That's sports. What about the whole thing though? Like, I've, I've seen guys like, like Snoop Dogg and like all these other Puff Daddy. Everybody's just uh, talking about it and making awareness to it. And and, and we know this. Everybody's followers. I don't want to say followers, but they they go with the wave. Yep. Oh, we're going to the game. Oh, we're going to the game. Oh, we're supporting. I remember going to a, um, I was going to Atlanta and it was a, a plane full of Jackson State and I forget the other team, but all these people going to this game. It was like a, Penn State versus I don't know Michigan. Mm -hmm. So let's get away from the the team. Let's look at the whole league and what he's did for that whole league. We
3: can't always be complaining about black coaches not getting opportunities, and then when black coaches get opportunities, we're still complaining. Right. The math doesn't
1: math, y'all. Real quick, like like we don't know Dion's coaching his his dreams, his his journey. What do he want to be? He he might want to coach the NFL, and it's that's. And he's Correct, like every and other also coach. if
3: you have an issue with him taking the Colorado job as opposed to some other bigger job, there's nuances to that too, but if he takes some big job and doesn't do well then his coaching career is over so he's actually building up his resume yeah, in a rational way. Do your thing Prime. Yeah. Coach Prime,
0: do your thing Here, I think, is the most troubling and concerning issue with Deion Sanders' criticism. It is this. If you criticize a person that has poured back into you, a community, into you as a program, into you as a school, then you are not incentivizing that person to want to continue to give back after Mm. they now have acquired more resources, after they have acquired more wealth, after they have acquired more support. Understand, Deion Sanders did a whole lot more for Jackson State than anybody on Twitter likely ever has. So to now call him a sellout sellout retroactive is going to disincentivize him from wanting to continue to support the very community that is now chastising him. It actually makes no sense. Let's play the long game. Let's open up the door instead of looking through the keyhole. Coming up, the Bengals have the Chiefs number. Third straight victory the Chiefs just got at the hands of the Bengals. Third straight loss, that is. Should KC be worried about Cincinnati having that winning streak? Y'all want to tune in for that one. This it's Big Time Conversations. next on speaker. In World Cup action today, Brazil came out red hot in the first Ooh. half against South Korea and never looked back. They were dominant in their 4-1 win. Brazil moves on to face Croatia in the quarterfinals on Friday. Coverage begins 9 a.m. Eastern. Y'all know where the coverage is at. It's on Fox. Meanwhile, the knockout rounds continue tomorrow as Morocco takes on Spain. Then Cristiano Ronaldo leads Portugal against Switzerland. Cover begins 9 a.m. Eastern right here. Fox in the Fox Sports app. All right, let's transition to some NFL football. It was a wild day of games yesterday. The Chiefs, Super Bowl favorites, lost to the Bengals. Now, mind you, this is the third time they have lost to the Bengals in the last three times. Joe Burrow ball, three touchdown passes, but that doesn't tell the whole story. The real pivotal point of the story is that the Chiefs lost, and last year the Bengals beat the Chiefs and kept them from a Super Bowl. Bring me on camera. Bring me on camera. Let's talk about this game. Shady, you and I said... Going into the weekend, that the Chiefs desperately had to win. Because more than anything, I don't think that the Bengals are afraid of the Chiefs. And that matters. Joy, weigh in very quickly. Should the Chiefs be worried about their third straight loss to the Bengals?
3: I really don't like admitting when Emmanuel is right. <laughs> now, it's very rare, so it doesn't kill me too much. But <laughs> you, you said it last week. Like, the Bengals are not afraid of the Chiefs. That's a problem. Wrong. It's a problem. Now, I don't think the Chiefs' season is over. Chiefs fans, relax. Mahomes is still that guy. It's, it's going to be okay. But they're going to see them again in the playoffs. Bengals are not scared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Bengals are back on track now. Joe Burrow's looking like that dude again. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a scary situation for the Chiefs. Like They just have their number. It's the physical, and the game just looks different when yep. the two of them are playing.
2: Yep. Dave, chime in on this one. It, it pains me to go against my guy Joe Shiesty, but I'm not. I'm not going to change my mind. I want to be very clear. If you're a Bengals fan, you should be so stoked. You, we should be talking about Joe Burrow as an MVP candidate. Like all of these things are fair. The way the Bengals won that game, even more impressive to me because it wasn't with all these crazy explosive plays. They were just incredibly tough and incredibly efficient. You should feel so good about that. But if I'm the Chiefs, this is what I said on Friday. I'm not worried about anybody but me. Patrick Mahomes still plays there. They are the two-seed in the AFC right now. They're a game behind Buffalo. And they got a game on Cincinnati. Cincinnati's still fighting to win their division. The Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. Yes. They're going to get a home playoff game, probably two. Home field advantage all the way through is not ruled out. Like Because they lost a nail-biter to a good team, I'm not writing them out of the conversation for the number one overall seed. Yeah, they gotta. I mean, they gotta probably at least think about playing Cincinnati again. And Cincinnati's not going to be afraid of them. But why should Kansas City be afraid of anybody? I, I pulled this up. I pulled this up. Since Patrick Mahomes took over as the starter of the Chiefs, eleven playoff games with an eight and three record. Nobody else in the league through that time span has played more than six. Mm-hmm. And with the exception of the Tom Brady Bucks, which we all recognize, Brady is Brady. You're talking about records of one and three, three and one, one and one, one and two, middling decent success as opposed to eight and three. What about the Chiefs makes you think they should be afraid of anybody? Credit to the Bengals. But you might be hearing me wrong.
0: I don't think, Shady, that the Chiefs should be afraid of anybody. But more importantly to me is that the Bengals aren't afraid of the Chiefs. I think about Mike Tyson in his heyday, knocking everybody out. Before Tyson ever threw a punch, you were knocked out. Because you knew he was about to throw a punch. But there was a bad man, Evander Holyfield, who wasn't afraid of Mike Tyson because they had sparred in 1984. And Evander Holyfield was like, oh, I know what kind of game you got. I got that game, too. I'm a dog, too. Holyfield won a couple matchups against Mike Tyson. So it's not that the Chiefs are afraid of the Bengals. It's that the Bengals aren't afraid of the Chiefs. And that, to me, is more important. Everybody else steps onto the field with the Chiefs and they're like, uh-oh, that's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's Travis Kelsey. But the Bengals are like, we're Joe Burrow, we're Jamar Chase, we're Tyler Boyd, we're T. Higgins, we're Joe Mixon, we're Tamage P. Ryan?" So it's not that the Chiefs need to be afraid. To me, it's that the Bengals don't care about these little Chiefs. That's how the Bengals looking at it. These little rinky-dink Chiefs? <laughs> I'm not worried about these little Chiefs. And that is a more telling story, and I think that's why the Bengals keep getting these doves, 2-5. Uh, let me say it again. Little rinky-dink? De- <clears throat> <throat> 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 um, I'll say this. I, I think that the Chiefs
1: are not worried about the Bengals. Now, I, I, now, not being worried about somebody, somebody can still kind of, like, take you off. Mm-hmm. Like, you hear the name, ah, Arr, like, arrr. Because <laughs> check it out. I, I played with Patrick Mahomes, know him pretty well. I've never seen. I've never seen him show frustration like that. He slammed that helmet down. I said, "Oh, that. Oh, okay. He, he's pissed, right? Because normally you lose a game, we'll be there. We're going to playoffs. We lost. We'll get him next time." I, I think it's more of we're a better team and we know it. For example, if we had to, if they play two weeks from now and they ask us who you gonna pick, the Bengals or the Chiefs, we all gonna take the Chiefs, right? Let's see how real they are gonna get. <laughs> <I> would, let's <laughs> we, see how real. Let's I mean, I, I want to know, know I the game we, is. Who you gonna take? I want to know.
0: Where I would take the
3: Chiefs. Who are you gonna take?
0: But I'd be wrong. Who are
3: you gonna take? I I would I, I I don't know, Shady. In two weeks. If okay. they played again in two weeks. Okay,
1: let's play somebody in four weeks. I don't know, Joey. And they play it again. <laughs> gonna take, we all know we're gonna take the Chiefs,
3: right? I, I think the Chiefs are better coached, uh, overall more talented. So you gonna experience. take experience? So all that you gonna take. But the Bengals keep beating them, Shady. That's the point. Y'all not, an,
1: not answering my question. Okay, say we and, all and, say we gonna take and, the Chiefs. In court, y'all will be in trouble. All right. <laughs> all right.
3: <laughs> But, yes. like, but it's got to be cheese? beyond a shadow of a doubt. Cheese? So I don't
1: know how much trouble we're going to be in. Chiefs or, <laughs> or Bengals. I'm trying to get to my point here. In the, <laughs> cheese, cheese, in the playoffs, I take the Chiefs. I'm yeah. trying to get to my point. They keep trying to – god dang. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to say, so I, I think that, yeah, I think in that locker room in Cincinnati, <laughs> they the, man, let's go get these boys again four times, five times. But I think overall it's like, yo, the Chiefs, we know who we are. I think if we get to that stage and we can beat them, we, we will beat them. Yeah. It's hard to beat a team four or five times in a row, though. Like, by, I mean, <laughs> god, if we made you fight –
0: I should win more than you. Unless, you I, just have, get, unless I just buy. got your number. You know how, B, styles true. make fights. You talk yeah. about this all the time. We would go one-on-one, and you said, I did a better job covering you the most. I wasn't the best coverage linebacker. Michael Kendrick's on our team for a uh, second-round pick to the Eagles. He was a better coverage linebacker. But I could cover you better because yeah. styles make fights. That makes sense, yeah. I think when it comes down to these styles, man, I think the Bengals just got their number, big dog. Dude, Joe plays better, too, against
1: uh. You can do. I say that? Can I say that? Because, like, I think Joe was good. When he plays, Pat, he plays, like,
2: extra good. Right? Yeah, you're not wrong. Some of the the stuff he was doing yesterday, getting out of the pocket, getting up in the pocket, getting, escaping. That third and 11 to ice ice it, oh, my God. Yeah, that was nice. I mean, he played it. And that's, like, I, I feel bad trying to take credit away from the Bengals. I've just... I've got so much sweat, equity, and trust in what the Chiefs are about. Like, watching them make multiple playoff runs with an S. That's what I fall back on. But I will say that, I mean, the Bengals, absolutely, there's no reason why they should be intimidated, scared, worried, whatever you want to say. And I hope, just as a football fan, I hope this is the beginning of something we're doing for the next 10 years. You know, I I hope this turns into a um, Brady-Manning type of situation. Uh What, What did I say that was weird?
1: I don't see it happening. Like, everybody keeps trying to say that. They, he only does this against Pat. I think Joe's good, but, like, nobody – come on. The, the Bengals, hold on. Be back that up. up. The ba- hold on, hold on. Back that up. I'm going to back it up. The Bengals be up and down, up and down. Four weeks ago, I ain't know it was going to make the playoffs. They, right? haven't, they haven't lost since Okay, so we'll wow. – so, right. They're so, four, won we all – hold on. At first, they were we, – we, we, oh, king this, king that. Then was like, oh they're not that good, mm-hmm. right? Let's keep it real. Yep, now we like oh they're so good again. So what I'm telling you is the Chiefs are always gonna be like this. I always said they're gonna be good. I didn't say they'll be as electric without Tyree Hill, but they're already be good. Where the Bengals like that's not how like. we go up and down with it. They were they were good. Oh they were bad. They were good. So they might come back down. I see the, I see the come point on, he's making. Yes, if we the... don't, you're not all the way sold. You sold right now. You were sold in the beginning of the year. Then you backed off. I would argue. Now so. you sold again. This is. You got a tattoo with LSU on it. I do. You've been, been showing it off lately. I do. But you was hiding yeah, it. Not after last. You was time. hiding it early well in the year. You were hiding on it for about now. three
0: weeks straight. I, we did not see the LSU tat for about three weeks straight during those. It all covered up. Yeah, you're right. And you were no. LA with y'all, two hoodies oh on. So I thought you were never. I saw real.
2: <laughs> tat- I saw him in a <laughs> lab coat. No, I I everywhere to get I, it go. Go. Mo, no. I saw you trying to get it removed. You're, si- you're silly right now. No way. Look, can, we just, to can we
3: just for five seconds just, just put a little respect on Joe Burrow's name just for a second? I think
2: Joe Burrow. Is, I think he's phenomenal. His whole hell of career. What I was gonna say. Okay, cool. September. September is an issue. Three years straight, including his rookie year when he got hurt. When it gets into this time of year, when it matters, the Bengals are nice. Like, this is the third year in a row we've seen him turning it on when the games start to matter. I don't think you can discount that.
0: Well, speaking of quarterbacks, the Niners lost theirs yesterday in Jimmy G for Uh, what they gained, the most convincing win of their season. They beat down the Miami Dolphins. It was shocking. I got to admit. But now, are they still enough to make a playoff Super Bowl Mm. run? What we learned. It's like, now what? It's time for a rewarding performance brought to you by Capital One. What's in your wallet? Well, the 49ers rewarded with a solid performance of their own. From the backup quarterback, Brock Purdy. Remember, he was Mr. Irrelevant, meaning he was the last pick in the NFL draft when he came out. But it didn't matter. He stepped up in a major way. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's out for the season. Foot injury, but Brock Purdy threw two touchdown passes, and the Niners defense held stout. Fifth straight win over the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I was distraught yesterday if I can be honest with y'all watching that game I was distraught y'all know I am a huge Tua fan and I'm a huge Niners fan I didn't know how to feel what to feel if to feel if I could feel but I had to feel and be real with y'all uh the Niners beat the Dolphins down they really did uh Tua played his worst game of the season but it wasn't coincidence it was because that Niners defense makes you feel them even mm. if they are not there footsteps who <laughs> funga chasing people down Fred Warner banging people, bomb, bomb. I mean, Nick Bosa, oh, my God. The Niners. Put some respect on
2: Dre Greenlaw.
0: Dre Greenlaw. And he got that big arm sleeve, make him look even more intimidating. (laughs) The Niners' defense was crazy. I'm not worried even without Jimmy G being gone. I know it counters a lot of what I say, but I'm familiar with Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was a four-year starter in the Big 12 at Iowa State. He was three times all Big 12, two times first team, one time second team. He's played with NFL talent. He was Brees Hall's quarterback. Brees Hall, who was running away with Offensive Rookie of the Year before he ran himself into an injury. So Brock Purdy taking over for Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't worry me. Also got a text from a Niners receiver yesterday who told me, Brock Purdy has a lot of Jimmy G in him. Y'all take that for what it's worth. But if you can come in as a backup and win that game, having to throw the ball 30-plus times, that, to me, says a whole lot. What I learned is that the Niners are as legit as I thought they were, but now the Niners have arrived. I knew, Joy, they were on the way. I knew, Shady, they were en route. But now they're here. I'll
1: show you, wait, wait. what did the wide receiver tell you? He told me that Brock Purdy got some of that Jimmy G in him. You know what that means, Joy? Four playoff wins? He must hand the ball off very well. He <laughs> must <laughs> be <laughs> like, Oh! Ah, <with> <laughs> <laughs> What I learned from, from this game, right, with the with the 49ers is that Philadelphia, they're gonna be hard to beat, man. <laughs> <laughs> we can beat them though, but it's gonna be hard. They're physical, they're tough. They run the ball well, right? Yeah. Like, like they 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 control the game. I, I guess let me give you a sense of basketball. Like you ever had a team of basketball, they play great defense and they pass, they pass, mm-hmm. picks, pass, old school spurs. Only, yeah, the right. The, the only goals way we're gonna score if we get a good shot. Like they, they don't they don't get into no trouble. They run the ball to get the plays they want at those screens. They're safe with the football. They play lights out on defense, get out of the quarterback. They stop the run. I mean, like, and the, the things they did to the Dolphins, I was surprised to see that. I thought it would be like at least – I wouldn't be – I wouldn't say it would be like a, um, a shootout because Jimmy G is limited in that part of his game, like throwing the ball a lot. I knew it would be a control game, but I thought it would be better, like more competitive, and it wasn't. And I give them a lot of credit. They, they, they handle business.
3: All right, Niners fans. <laughs> you didn't call me a lot of names in the last 24 hours. I'm not sensitive. It's okay. It was an unbelievable ass kicking yesterday. Yeah. The ass kicking. was just <laughs> there.
2: It is. I was gonna hey. do it if she did. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, Tua looked terrible. Dolphins couldn't get anything done outside of the very first play of the game. It was nonsense yeah. from that point forward. The bomb the hill. And the backup quarterback did that. So then I don't want to talk about the Dolphins right now. We have plenty of the rest of the week to do that. But the, that Niners defense is generational. Mm. And you were early to this. Now, they haven't given up a, prior to this game any points in the second half in the last four games. So it shouldn't be too much of a surprise to us. But that being a primetime game against a really good opponent really good. was a – let's call it now what it is, a signature win. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just a win. It was an ass-kicking. And you did it with your backup quarterback. Ooh. Now, there's two separate conversations here because there's there was what happened yesterday and what's going to happen moving forward with the Niners because they are not the same team that they went into that game mm-hmm. as. Because Jimmy Garoppolo is gone for the rest of the season. Now, you might not think much of Jimmy Garoppolo, but Jimmy Garoppolo does you have win postseason wins. He does have experience. And Brock Purdy has neither of those things. Mm-hmm. But... And so I don't know how you feel if you're a Niners fan. I've talked to some Niners fans. Some of y'all still talk to me. And there is this belief that they can get it done just the same with Brock Purdy. So either that says very little about Jimmy Garoppolo or they really believe that that defense is going to show up the way it did against the Dolphins, which they have been for the past five weeks. So San Francisco is a very scary team.
2: If the Cowboys can do what they did with Cooper Rush, then I don't know why a Niner fan would be <laughs> worried about uh, Brock Purdy. Like, the Niners, the formula is right there. And what I learned, I can't say the Niners have arrived until I see more. Not just, I'm, 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 they, I'm, lost, I'm, they, lost, they lost their quarterback. They lost okay, their quarterback. I, you, I, I just want to see more of Brock Purdy before I'm like, they have arrived. But what I can definitively say is that defense delivered on every bit of the hype. You know, we made some glib comments on this show, like, oh, the Chiefs worked him up and down the field. That was unreal. And, like, I know the Dolphins had some injuries on the offensive line. The cliche is that you get a quarterback seeing ghosts. Tua was hearing ghosts yesterday. Like, he's... He missed so many open receivers because he was so worried about that rush. And I couldn't help but laugh. Like, halfway through the game, how tired do you think the Dolphins were of seeing Nick Bosa just like... <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I work. love that celebration. Yeah, right. Light, light like, work. Innocent. Sorry, <laughs> Dolphins. Light work. <laughs> we were like, just... They made it look so easy how much they flustered him. The Dolphins didn't even try to run the ball. Yeah, they they were averaging, they averaging 111 yards a game coming into that. They'd run the ball pretty well over the last month. They just... Stop trying. They ran the ball eight times for 30 yards. Like, to completely give up because you know it's that hopeless, uh, it says a lot about what that Niner defense is about. And, yeah, like, they just – it sounds – maybe it sounds disrespectful in the NFL, but, like, they look – different from most teams. Like just the way that they pound on people, the oh, physicality it, that they you play with. On defense, I mean on no, no, no. So it, defense.
0: It, it, well defense no, 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 no. specifically. No, 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 Defense specifically but yeah, first of all, no, so they don't look different
3: on offense. That's what I'm saying. Like come they on. They look different on defense, defense. And because they look so different Correct. on defense, that's what I'm saying. Different. it allows the offense yes. to do what they I would agree do. With That's that. what but I'm getting. It, at.
1: So even losing Jimmy G, right? This is why I still think they're still dangerous. Because of that defense and that running game. We always talk about all like like, Jimmy G wins these games in the playoffs and et cetera and an experience, but, I mean, like, anybody can do that job in the playoffs that he does, right? I mean, now I'm being serious. I, I think having a young quarterback back there, right, that's the perfect offense you want to be in, a Jimmy G offense. There's no games in the playoffs he's go out there and just and wins. We agree on that, right? I mean, you agree on that, right? Yep. yep. In the playoff games, yep. all this experience that he talked about with Jimmy G, he don't go in the playoff games and win them games. you know yet. this much. Hold on. He what don't what go out there and win them games with his arm. He doesn't lose he, them, though. I mean, that, okay. You, we run this ball a lot. We'll let this crazy defense that's different win the games. I think with a young quarterback, you, you can still win the same way. I agree. I agree. So they're still dangerous. There's no reason
2: a Niner fan should be like, oh my
1: God, we. Didn't unless, let Jimmy. unless <laughs> unless <laughs> they get down by like 17 that was, points,
0: something yeah. like that. It's hard. Which to, won't happen. Which was their defense, yeah. unless yeah. you're playing like the Chiefs or, or maybe or the, the Bills. So
3: in the postseason.
0: Correct. Uh, correct. Wait, why are you saying Eagles aren't getting up 17 points against the Niners? 14 points, maybe. 10. But they're not getting upset. You gotta have a crazy, explosive, ridiculous, crazy like yeah, like offense. like,
3: like thrown for over 300 yards against the Titans.
0: Yeah, I just don't see A.J. Brown catching the ball on one of those. Well,
3: should, let's not talk. We should not talk about the Eagles in this conversation. Let's just keep it to the Hold Niners.
0: I mean, the secondary
1: ain't oh, like I'm that. So excited. The best part
0: of their defense ain't the secondary at all. Oh,
1: they, just, so, they,
0: they got a different level of heart. They got a different level of heart. You know, D'Amico. You know, Demikah Ryan's person. I know, I know, I you know, know him he, well, dog. You know him well. We well. the secondary. I don't care who you're talking this, about. In a Niners are no punks. Niners are whoa, not getting this, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who said I punks. I didn't say nobody's as a punk. I know. I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying the Titans got punked yesterday. All, all, Aj Brown yeah, had talking, a, He, he talking, had the longest. He had the most wide open reception for a touchdown all season because he ran over a DB. No, well, Which one of these okay. Niners DBs
1: getting run over? Well, hold. What I'm saying, like we just talking about this covering is like corners. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's not the best thing about it. They get to the quarterback super fast, so the ball comes out a lot lot earlier than it looks. But the best team for them is the Eagles. Not because it's LaShawn McCoy Eagles. It's because they have a great offensive line, and we block
0: defenders. That's a great matchup. That's a great matchup. I want to see that game. That's a great matchup. Coming up, we got to talk about Lamar Jackson. Remember, he wants a quarter billion dollars guaranteed, but, Ching Ching, he had an injury yesterday that might actually derail all of that money talk. We got to share our thoughts on that next. Do not go anywhere. This is big time. What do you want? Too baby? Great news for the Ravens. They won yesterday, beating the Broncos, but the bad news, Lamar Jackson is out for at least this week, Coach Harbaugh says, due to a knee injury that he sustained. He's week to week, but remember, he's playing in the final year of his contract, and he wants a fully guaranteed deal. Y'all know what it is. Let's come on, Cam, and talk about this very, very quickly. Um, Lamar Jackson. I'm very troubled about the injury for this reason. When you think about the quarterbacks in the NFL that are run heavy, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, four of those five have been hurt this year. Josh Allen, Kyler Murray... Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields. Three of those five have missed games this injury due, this year due to injury. So 60% have missed games due to injury, and 80% have gotten hurt. Lamar Jackson is injured once again. Furthermore, he's missed last season games with injury, and he got knocked out two years ago in the playoffs because of injury. That is why I am concerned. But, Shady, quickly, you concerned at all about Lamar. I'm not
1: concerned. No, I mean, I just think that he needs to come back when, when he's at least 90%. Um, feeling good, feeling healthy. I think he'll get paid no matter what. I think he'll get paid. I just, it's just a matter of how much. I don't, now, I don't see that 250. That, that's dead. That's we cut, we cut that out. At, and, and also, after we've seen how Deshaun looked playing, even if he's wrestling or not, like, it shouldn't be that bad. So that 250, that might be dead.
3: I never thought that the 250 was realistic to begin with. I, don't, mm-hmm. I just don't think that anyone in the business of writing checks is going to warm up to that idea. Like, they would rather just move on and, and mm-hmm. start over than to write a $250 million guaranteed check to one player. But uh, the injury thing doesn't really concern me. Lamar is very tough, and he's going to be back out there. I'm more concerned about the Ravens overall. I mean, like, you, you, you got to start showing me something inspirational here going into the rest of the season. It's, it's not – I'm not as confident about them as I was at the beginning of the season. Dave,
2: take us home. I watched Dak Prescott have his ankle point the opposite way that it's supposed to point and he came back. He still is a great quarterback. He got his payday. Great. It'll be, yes, great. It'll be great. It'll be fine in the long run for Lamar. I'm not worried about him. He'll get his money. The Ravens, yeah. I don't We just worry about there. the Ravens, though. So. You know what so, should be
3: worried about? Broncos.
0: Yeah, big <laughs> worry. Joe, yeah. that's it for us. Thanks for hanging. We'll see you all tomorrow. Same time. Joe, did you say that was great? Yes.